Welcome to the All Hoops Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Inman, sitting alongside my co-host, Chris Brito. We thank you all for listening. We have a great show for you today as Chris and I will break down the Cavaliers playing the blame game in their locker room. We'll also get to surprising coaching change with the Bucks, and the All-Star teams have been selected. But first, Chris, my friend, how are you? Hey, Steve. Happy to be here. Um, you know, I'm really excited about these new All-Star teams and, and how that whole process unfolded. You know, like LeBron and Steph Curry talked about it last night on TNT. Like, it's a shame that it wasn't televised, right? Um, and let me just say, I'm just really hyped over, like, the fact that LeBron picked over Kyrie. I mean, he picked Kyrie on his team. He has Kevin Durant. He has Russ and Russ on his team, too. So, I mean... I don't know if you know, but I think Team LeBron, I think, will beat Team Stefan any day of the week. Like, they just have size. They have everything. Um, just to fill you in, uh, the whole team looks like they have LaMarcus Aldridge. They have, For Team LeBron, they have LaMarcus Aldridge, Bradley Beal, Mark DeMarcus Cousins, Anthony Davis, Kevin Love, Victor Oladipo, Chris Stapps, John, John Wall. Um, I didn't miss anybody from Team LeBron, right? Westbrook and Durant. Well, yeah, I mentioned them before. Yeah. Uh, team Team Curry looks like Giannis, uh, Jimmy Butler, DeMar, uh, DeMar DeRozan, Joel Embiid, Draymond Green, James Harden, Al Horford, Al Horford uh, Dame, Kyle Lowry, uh, Clay Thompson, and Carl Anthony Towns. I mean, they're obviously fantastic rosters, but there were some guys left off. Guys like Devin Booker was having a tremendous year. Andre Drummond, Paul George. Chris, did, did these guys get the, the rosters right? You know what? For the most part, I think they did. Um, obviously, there will always be names that, that feel like, oh, they should be there, like as in the case of Andre Drummond, which I think should be there. But for the most part, this is going to be an exciting uh, game. Like I think this is bringing... I think the problem with the All-Star game every year is that we don't know if they're going to take it seriously or not. But I think the underlying plots between some players here and there will make the team will make the game a lot more fun. Um, there, there's obviously not any defense going to be played here, but they always play defense like the last the last half of the fourth quarter. That's right. what the defense, and it's it's very entertaining. But I think this year, I think the theme is these young stars. There's so many young stars in our, in our game, but it seems as if this year they're all going to be recognized for it. Like you know, guys like Chris Dapps and Beal. And, you know, Giannis are making their first and second All-Star games. That is incredible because now those guys who, you know, obviously have a ton of talent are going to be seen on the global stage, which I think is awesome. Yeah, um, I'm excited for guys like Victor Oladipo, you know. Like, he was he was Russell Westbrook's second-hand man last year in OKC. He was an afterthought in Orlando after a while. And now, look, he's rejuvenated. He's He's a you know he's a, he's a he's a superstar really. Um, he's averaging twenty five a game. He's it's been incredible. So who do you think will will win this game? Assuming the players you know play, they're not gonna play hard, but you know. I'm gonna go I Team think, LeBron, and I'm gonna say Russell Westbrook takes the MVP. Why do you think that is? I think Russell Westbrook, he's a jack-of-all-trades. He could do all these things. He could put up a crazy stat line. I think he's going to play the probably the most minutes. And I, th- I think, uh, like you said, I think Team LeBron is just so much better than Team Curry. I think it's... See, I I heard the... I, I was... So after the teams were announced, people were saying that 
that while Team LeBron passes the eye test in terms of like having size and overall versatility, I mean they're both Steph, teams you'd like. That's for sure. For right, um, Curry's team has phenomenal shooting as well. Um, but I have to say LeBron's team, I think, has size and shooting, and I think that'll end up trumping um, Curry's team. The one problem I have with this is we talked about it a couple weeks ago. These rosters are just too small, Chris. You know, the idea that every year there's an MVP candidate like Paul George getting left off the roster, Damian Lillard last year, George this year. Why? It's an all-star game. Why do these guys have to play 30, 30-plus 30 minutes a game for the, for the all-star game? Just add two spots each. Well, you know, well, Steve, East there's and West. There's let's, not, let's go. There's not going to be a participation trophy for everyone, you know. Like I think I'm not I, saying put 20 guys in the roster, but no, if, no, no. If I, an NBA team can have I get 15, it, I why get can't it. an All Star? Dude, I totally get it. But at the same time, there you'll always feel like there will be someone who should be there is not is not on there. I, I think mean, you, I think I if think, they play like I think NBA granted, rules, it would be more granted, there. Granted, you could add one or two more roster spots. Yeah, but you'll always feel that way that. You know, maybe X, Y, and yeah, Z. Yeah, but at least they wouldn't be, be MVP candidates. You know, they wouldn't be superstar no one, guys. But no one left off the no one left off the All Star teams um, are MVP candidates. So, I think who who's there right now should be there. Maybe not Al Horford. Maybe not. I thought they did Kyle a good Lowry. job with these. Rosters. Kyle. Kyle Lowry's having a pretty good year. He's a really quality player. And you know, again, that Raptors team is second in the East. Those two guys I think, but the the, I, deserve to be there. But I think he missed he missed a lot of games though, and I think it's been mostly a product of Demar Derozan's, you know, the way he's evolved as a as a scorer he's an too. Incredible scorer. I love Demar. I feel like he is not so much on my fantasy teams, but I don't know if it's. I'm not, I'm not trying to compare him to Kobe Bryant, but I think if we had a guy closest to being what Kobe was in terms of his ability to shoot, the the places he likes to be on the floor, that's Demar Derozan. You know what? I think that's a fair comparison. I think I don't know if he has that killer mentality like Kobe, but I don't think where, many in people terms of have. His aspects of being a scorer, I think that's the closest comparison I would go to Kobe I Bryant. Think that's fair. Again, yeah. Kobe Bryant's a legend. I'm not trying to say Demar Derozan is going to be a Hall of Fame, you know, iconic player, but he he some of the things he does on the court, I was like, you know what? That kind of reminds me of of Kobe a little bit. Well, he's also from LA. He's also from yes, California, yes, so I can see that comparison working out. Let's move on real quick, Chris. Uh, not as happy of a story. There's a lot of dysfunction going on with the Cleveland Cavaliers. They're pointing fingers at each other, mostly now at Kevin Love, who was called out on practice on Monday by teammates who questioned his illness. They kept him out of the majority of the Cavs' humiliating 24-point loss to Oklahoma City. They gave 148 points. They had an airing of grievance session in the locker room after the game. Chris... Uh, what is your panic level regarding the Cavs right now in terms of their ability to go back to the finals? One to ten. Um, to be quite honest with you, I think I'm at a maybe a three or a two. I'm not really concerned because the Cavaliers have done this routinely where they, they, you know, they kind of like let themselves go a little bit in January, February, and I think we'll start to see them pick up things. If if they're not if they're like this in end of March early April, then I'm concerned. This is LeBron. Like, he's been to the finals the last... Seven years. Seven years. Can you believe that? It's like insane. And you know what? And if he doesn't make it, I think I think he's content with, like, what he's accomplished in You think Cleveland. he's content? 
if they don't make the finals this year, is he, I can't see him being contender. His number, his numbers, his numbers are dropping. Yes, but let's not, you know, let's not worry so much. This is a LeBron-led team. So I, I would go. Pro, I'm probably at a five, five and a half in terms of panic level. I'm a little more worried about him than you. I still think they're the favorite to go back to the finals because you told me before the show. They do this every year, like where it seems like right in January, right in the middle of the season, they kind of hit a breaking point. But the, my concern this year is their defense in the last few years has not been this bad. It is horrible, horrible defense. They can't stop anybody in transition. They give 148 points to the Thunder, who are now on a roll. Um, I think they're in a little bit of trouble here. They're gonna. I think they're gonna have to make a trade. Yeah, they they probably will make a trade, and I think someone like getting like George Hill helps. But I, as you mentioned, as we spoke about it before the show, that they need some major front court help. They need someone like DeAndre Jordan. They they're, need a rim protector. They need a rim protector because they're. I think the big problem is in transition, where yeah. guys are not stopping the ball and guys are getting to the rim. Well, Having a guy like Jordan, who you know could alter shots, could, could protect right. protect the paint. I think he'd be perfect. The question, if on the Cavs, is would I be willing to give up the contract needed, which is probably a. Tristan Thompson. I don't think they'll be able to get away with trading Shumpert or some, or J.R. Smith. Honestly, if but if I'm the would kid, you be willing to do that plus the Nets pick? That's the question. Oh yeah, I'd honestly get rid of that pick. Like, I mean, I know there's a lot of people saying that. Oh, you should worry about LeBron. You should leaving. Be. But if he wins another Finals, what makes you think he's gonna leave? Does DeAndre Jordan he doesn't on this team like, put like, them over the top? Does that win I them think, a championship? I think I think it gives them more of a. A equal fans, footing, yeah. closer footing to the Warriors. I don't know if anybody. Can if that's the case, and you make the trade, right? Like people keep saying, "Oh, you have to worry about this and that," but like you can't take this team as currently assembled with LeBron for granted. You may never be in the finals or in 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 this deep of a playoff contention ever again in your franchise history. Look at look at. I agree with you. I agree with you. Hold on, let me finish this point. Like, 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 like let's look at the Knicks. The '90s teams were great. They made the they made the finals in 1999, and that whole franchise took it for granted that they were going to be there forever. We the haven't been one. we haven't been back there in a really long time. That's it. That's the last time. I want to what 17 years. It's been 17 years. We haven't even with, come, with we no have, end in sight. <laughs> we, we haven't come close to sniffing that. And like, had someone had more a little more foresight, maybe this wouldn't be a problem. I mean, maybe we'd be in a better shoes, but. Hey Cleveland, like if I think Cleveland has a better chance of keeping LeBron if he wins the finals, or at least gets to a finals. Or if, he, gets, if, if he does not make the finals, I don't think he stays. Like people keep talking about him leaving to Houston and going to like. Honestly, like I think he, there's a high ch- high chance of him staying in Cleveland too. Why would he want to leave again? Well, and like and all the bad press that surrounds with him leaving the land. I think the way the the landscape of the NBA is gone, like Kevin Durant left. I think people are more understanding of a player leaving his situation than they you were. You should see how Kevin Durant gets shredded every every day. They, I think they're a little more understanding this time around than they were the first time LeBron left. Maybe. I think he'll stay, but at the end of the day, um, I'm just going to play devil advocate for a second. The Nets right now are the seventh worst record in the NBA. What if that becomes you know, the second or third pick in the draft and LeBron does leave? And all of a sudden, you traded that to the Clippers for a guy in DeAndre Jordan who's going to be a free agent. You're going to lose LeBron, Jordan, and then you have, you know, Love who's expiring soon and you have no other assets. Then the rebuild begins. 
but rebuilding without extra picks. They're going to have to basically start completely over. I mean, granted, yeah, you're right. They'll have to start completely over, but then let's say LeBron leaves and the next season for Cleveland is terrible. Then the year after that, they get a first-round pick and then they start the process all over again. So, you know, like one season, making the finals and maybe winning it over next season where you get okay, a top pick. I get a top pick and hold on. So it's either make the finals and trading that pick or and then suffering next year, granted, or not getting anywhere this year. I think they could do a little better to trade that pick than just Jordan. They might they I don't know what they'd ask for. Maybe they'd I'm trying to think of like another guy who could help them with the Clippers, but I'm not saying it. Like Pat Beverly would be a guy who, if I was Cleveland, I would want. If he was healthy, he's out for the year. Um, but you got two I mean, weeks. Hard. They can get creative. It's it's not an easy test, especially for a new but, GM there. You know, but I'll say this. I'll say this. Like, if you want a trade to happen in the NBA, it'll happen. Like, you just need to have another party who's who's desperate enough, and the Kings. And the Clippers are both desperate. I don't really see George Hill making a huge difference at the cast. I don't, I don't their either. Their problem is I defense. I don't either, but I think it adds size to that Cleveland uh, front court. Because, like I, like I keep telling you, Isaiah Thomas is not a starter on that team. He shouldn't be a starter on that team. That Defensively, they're terrible with him. So I, I mean, like, I, don't, I, I, I think don't, at I don't this know. point, their way to beat Golden State is going to have to be to outscore them. They're going to have to outscore them. They're not going to outscore And, like, they're yeah. going to have to do basically what San Antonio did to that Miami team a few years ago, which is just they shoot the daylight out of them, which is, like, they shoot 55% for a series. And I think that's the best way to do that. That's that's probably the only way to beat this Golden State team right now. And I think the only way they can do that is if Isaiah Thomas is being the starting point guard and he is on his game. He is playing his best basketball he's ever played. And to do that, they got to give him as many minutes in the starting lineup with LeBron and and Kevin Love, and just see what happens. That's my take on it. I respectfully disagree. Um, just really quickly, what do you think about the whole Ty Lue nonsense about maybe you know replacing him too? Well, again, they've already made a coaching change when this exact situation happened Coach two or three years ago. With, with David Blatt. And, and you know, they ended he, up winning the finals. They ended up winning the finals. So, I mean, I'm not sure. It, again, whatever they think that front office thinks will make LeBron happy is what they're going to do. He seems pretty close with Ty Lue. I don't really see a change happening yeah, anytime soon. I think that was a little overstated, too. And frankly, the only person that would make sense to replace Ty Lue is David Fizdale. And he may be eyeing the Bucks job. He may be eyeing the Bucks job. It's also which, tough for a coach... To come in and do that. Remember, Ty Lue was an assistant with the Cavs. Mm-hmm. You know, so for a, a Fizdale or you know one of these one of these other coach Monty Williams, a coach from the outside to come in and all of a sudden take over a club halfway through the year is extremely difficult. Let alone a team with finals aspirations. So it's going to be tough. Another team fired their head coach, and that was the Milwaukee Bucks. Jason Kidd is out. They were 24 and 22 on the season. They they had a rough go of it for four years, but people around the industry really thought of Jason Kidd as a great head coach, a, a guy who's really good with young players. Giannis Adendokounmpo is a huge fan of him. He said, quote, he trusted me. He put the ball in my hands. He motivated me on a daily basis. 
He pushed me to be great and not to be mediocre. And Chris, my question to you right now is, should the Bucs have fired a coach that was so close to their franchise player? Um, that's a tough question, only because I try to look at it in perspective of whether or not it's working out or not. Like, clearly, it's not working out because the Bucks should not be the eighth or seventh best team in the so East right talent. now. They have so much talent. Like, not only it's Giannis, they have Middleton, they have Bledsoe, they have... You Don't know, forget Malcolm heads, Brogdon won Rookie of the Year last right, year. Right, Malcolm Brogdon. Um, Parker's just, coming back. And Parker's coming back. I mean, it's a team that's stacked. It's, they're so athletic defensively. Um, they need shooting, but... <clears throat> I think the Bucks made the right move here with Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd is a master of... He's a... He's great. He's a great motivator. He's a manipulator. Um, he's also a scumbag. Um, so I can see why maybe at at some point Bucks management maybe felt that he wasn't the right person for this because it's been what four or five years. I don't I don't think he was the most tactful person in terms of 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 coaching strategy. Um. Like I said, he was he his his talent was just motivating his players. Like as you said, which I think is a big which, part of the job. But right, and I get what you're saying. Especially, too. especially with a growing team, um, I think the Bucks did the right thing. I think replacing it with someone like Fizdale, David Fizdale, who had had success in Miami. As an I think he's a tremendous coach, and and had also had success in Memphis. Yeah, um, I think a group like. The one in in Milwaukee will respond to someone like Fizzell. The other pick that I like a lot is Monty Williams. Monty Williams was he is a disciple of of Pop. He also he also had success as a coach in New Orleans. I think that if he if he decides to leave San Antonio, I think um, the Milwaukee job would be perfect for him because he's. But you're he's talking defensive... after the season, correct? Um, if, you know what? Whenever it has it, to happen, it has to happen. I mean, like, like it's I don't. Be tough. I don't Again, I don't see a coach coming in here with 30 games left who has not met these players yet and then come in and, and, and fix this, this situation. I think it's going to have to be an assistant who's going to be trying to win this job for the offseason where a David Fitzill or a Monty Williams or another guy could come in and say, this is my team going forward. But for now, what is the goal of this Buck season? They're right now they're the 8th seed. They're two games over 500. You know, last year, they, last year they they took the the Raptors to the brink on a, in a game seven in the first round. Can they can they still do better than that this this playoff? Oh, run? of course. I think um, once they get their shit together, I think they'll be a, a top five, top four team. Because oh, yeah, I, right. I you know I do see the Celtics number one, Cleveland, um, then the Raptors. Um, maybe the Wizards if, if they that's that's another that's another mess. To me, the, the Wizards, real quick on the Wizards, and we'll go back to the Bucks. The Wizards yeah. remind me of what those Hawks were for the last like six, seven years before they blew it up. Which I is think like it's too early to say that because the Hawks were never closely as ta- they had no one on that roster as. Talented but what, as what I mean by that is they were Beal. they're a low they're a high forties low fifties win team that is probably going to get to a second round, but they, I don't think they have the talent to get. To a finals ever, you know, you can say Boston might have the talent. You could say Milwaukee eventually could have the talent. You could say Philly eventually might have the talent, but I don't really see this Wizards team getting further than they they have. 
I'm not sure what the problem is in Washington. Like they clearly have the talent there. I mean, one through one through five, you know, Gortat maybe is past his prime too. Not much of a it's, bench there either. Yeah. I don't know. Like the Wizards, they're gonna. Like, they need I, help. I don't like they're I, the cap, and it's. I, I don't they know. They need Otto Porter like, too much money. This that was my remember we talked about that too about Otto Porter like getting that that's extension because like, like once we once like, you give him clearly, that money like, that's their team like clearly he's good enough to earn to earn money. that money but he's also like not gonna put him over the hump right so it's it's and tough because like once you gave him that hundred six million dollar deal that's your team going forward it's Wall Beal Porter. You know, I guess Mar- Marcus Morris or Marquise or whatever one's actually there. That's your team. You know, yeah. you're yeah. locked in. Yeah. So unless you you hit a amazing draft pick in the twentieth pick, you're not really changing anything. So yeah. going back to the Bucks real quick, I'm totally with you. I think if this was the right time to make the move, do not worry about what Giannis thinks. He's still under control three more years yeah. after this one at max That's money. A good point. Yeah. So I'm not worried about his opinion of the franchise yet until. The clock is on. And by the clock is on, I usually mean within two years. That's what happened with Kyrie Irving. You know, there's a ton of other guys like that. But for now, Giannis and the Bucks, I feel like, are going in a different direction. But I think that could be the right direction. I agree. I agree. Um, so, what... Okay. So, I think we've we've established here that the Bucks need a mend. Um and you know what I'm really excited about also is that apart from the all-star festivities, right after is the trade deadline. Um, there are a bunch of moves that, that look appear that are going to happen. Uh, we mentioned a few with the Cavaliers. And the Knicks have a few things on their radar um, in terms of people interested in, in Hernan Gomez and Quinn and Cantor. Will something happen? I don't know. Um I'm kind of hesitant to trade Hernan Gomez because I don't think we gave him a lot of looks this season because of Cantor. That's not Cantor's fault. Um, it's probably more that mostly probably falls on Hernan Gomez for not fighting Quinn for that second like bench unit. Yeah, minutes. Chris, we're, we'll break down the entire trade deadline next in our next week's show. But yeah, to, to think... talk about that real quick, um, it seems if this management team is not as high on Hernan Gomez as the last management team was, where it seems like they're pretty open to moving him and doesn't seem like they're ready to give him more looks than he has. Obviously, if, if they move a Cantor and they move an O'Quinn, they'll give him looks because he'll be the next guy up. But I don't think their priority right now is to clear other guys off the roster to give him space. So it'll be very interesting to see what happens there, what happens with the Cavs, what happens with the Bucks going forward but uh there should be a ton of moves and we're really excited to uh talk to you guys about that next week chris anything else you want to add before uh we wrap up the show no that's uh that's it for me um what about you steve anything on your mind uh, I, I found it interesting uh joakim noah's on a personal leave you know he may or may not have gotten into an altercation with with jeff hornacek following uh the war the warrior game it's you know there's a report today that said uh noah's trying to be more of a leader on this team whether he plays or not and um They've been getting into an argument there, and now he's on a, on a leave. It reminds me that this is now the second year in a row, a former Chicago Bull on the New York Knicks, hmm. that was well overpaid, has gone on personal leave. And, um, Chris, when will it stop? <laughs> you know what? I, to, I see really little point for, for Noah to be even around the team sometimes because if 
players respect obviously respect him because he's a vet, but the fact that he's not out there playing, like how much respect could he actually have in the eyes of and these players? And if we players? can't get Hernan like, Gomez minutes, there's no chance Noah should get any minutes. So, right. There's no reason for that. And it, every time I see a story like this or that Noah's acting out or that, you know, the contract is, isn't working out, I think yeah, the honestly, thing, yeah. why didn't the CBA put a new amnesty clause in there? They should. They should have. Yeah. Our problem would have been, I mean, the Knicks problem would have been solved. You know, they would have paid him off. He would have been. Well, we probably would have. We probably would have. We paid him off after the no, year. We'd have amnestied. We'd have probably amnestied Carmelo if he was still on the team. Ugh. Because <laughs> we're, we're, we're idiots. That's right. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. All well, right, guys. Thank you so much for us. Lis- oh. Go ahead. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, please listen to our next podcast, download, and subscribe. Uh, we appreciate all the love. Thank you.